1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is Anthony's soul. And better known as the Cleveland Strangler. So we have a serial killer today, Brandy. Are you a bit shocked by that? I'm so surprised. I'm
3: getting the vapors. I'm glad well, I'm sitting down. You you look a bit faint. I am a bit faint. Because, you know we, we seldom cover serial killers, We really podcast. do. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm really really <clears throat> happy that we're doing that. Kind
4: neglected source of You have podcast. not been
3: introduced yet. Yeah, you yeah.
4: have not been introduced
2: yet. Well let me inter- let me introduce both of you. Such a clap trap, devil. A claptrap? Yeah. On my left, glad. joining me, uh, as always, is a very lovely and talented, uh, the mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, the queen of mean, and Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I am great, Timmy. How are you? I am well. I'm looking forward to this, the, to this covering this topic because this guy was creepy. He was well. I way guess he is. Creepy. He's still alive, so he's still creepy. Whatever. I'm sure. He's creeptastic. Yes. Um, and of course, joining uh, me to uh, my right is uh, the very distinguished and honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm wonderful and happy to be back, Timmy. Uh, Actually, uh, I'm not wonderful, Timmy. I'm not doing well. You really are not. Your, your wife is out. You, well, first of all, you was out of town over the weekend, right? I was in Chicago for my boy's graduation. Yes. And that, did that go well?
4: That was lovely. It was It was a beautiful day. Everything went according to plan. Did,
1: um,
2: did you run into Sinead O'Connor? Because apparently is I would rather Connor, not get in. I would rather not discuss Sinead O'Connor. Apparently she's missing in and, Chicago somewhere. And suicidal. Yeah. So, but you do not Been have. away for a while. You do not have her. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. We probably shouldn't joke about it because then something will happen, and we'll look like you know, idiots.
4: But is there anybody who really cares of somebody? The only person who cares if well, something happens to Sinead O'Connor is
3: Arsenio Hall. Well, nothing compares to her. And perhaps her husband. No,
2: see, is she. Married? I thought she was a lesbian. Or uh huh. She got married and had kids. Yeah, but apparently so she switched she, teams. No, apparently so. her. Uh, she has some... I don't know. I don't want to... She's just it. bitter. Uh, but anyway, we hope that Sinead O'Connor is doing well. You, but know, but, you know, know, the Cole connection Hall's. there is because her biggest sin, of course, was nothing compares to you, and you know who wrote that. Prince. Yeah? I know. You know, I you know Sinead O'Hall, suing her, right? Yes, I do. But he's not going to win because he's a public figure, and the um, bar is so high when you sue a public figure. Yeah. Um, that he's not going to win. I was Brandy and I were talking about that earlier. But anyway, let's move on. Shall we, Colonel? Do we have any shout-outs? Well, let's see. I got Allie, who's on Team Colonel. She is not on the Team Colonel. She's non-affiliated. Look,
4: Allie, you crazy-ass woman. Put up on the damn page that you're on Team Colonel. All right, who else? Who else? Um, let's see. I got got to give a shout-out to to little Ryan Taylor. He's, he's turned into a, just a hell of a baseball player, Timmy, and Kim this Taylor, uh, of course. Kim said she was riding the fence. She could, she could flip the team colonel any given moment.
2: Well, you know, I, she really should join my team since I, I should have made that a part of our bet because I've de- I'm de- just destroying her in song pop. Well, I mean, the girl's from Kentucky. you got to take joy in beating
4: somebody from Kentucky or something. <laughs> I live in Kentucky. Well, I guess that's true. That makes you kind of equal in deficiencies, yeah. but um, but she hails from Alabama.
2: She does hail from Alabama. Same as Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there ain't a whole lot of difference. Oh, there is, too. <laughs> Kim is very bright. She is very bright. She's very bright, very nice lady. And, of course, and she's cop- very good at song pop. It's just I'm better. I
4: don't, I don't play song pop. Um, I just occasionally get some updates on her son's baseball team.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. And uh, the kid's just a little stub baseball player.
2: He is, he is. So who else? And
4: Caitlin, her little lovely daughter. No, He needs to take eight years doing one. Of course, I got, uh, and of course, we got Lady Beverly, Mm -hmm. who uh, told told us that basically every night you're murdering eight million people, Timmy. Oh. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> no, no. Thank you both, are. <laughs> no, no, no. You mean the. Um, uh, Renee gone? I had. You need to explain to, that because our listeners will have no idea
4: somebody what posted... Um, Lady Beverly posted that uh, every sperm that is not used to fertilize an egg is murder.
2: Yeah, so the,
4: like you don't want to spill your seed. Right. So with Renee gone. Um, I mean, too much free time on you. I could have Hiroshima and Nagasaki in the same day. (laughs) It's a
2: Holocaust (laughs) (laughs) house. Just a Holocaust. Jeez, it's just hell all the way around. Who else do you have a shout out for? Uh,
4: Of course, Lady Beverly. Um, Let's see. Uh, You know who I haven't given a shout out to, and I
2: need to give one to.
4: Who? Bob Mears and
2: Sons. Oh yeah, Bob. We heard from him not uh, not too long ago. He sent an email saying everything was going well. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's been busy. But uh, he's been busy because he got two daughters. It's probably
3: driving him crazy. But uh, that was because we advertised for him. He was just getting crazy ass business. He,
2: the yeah. poor bastard has to paint the Statue of Liberty. Well, he, and he's getting because we're you know our listeners are all around the world. I mean, he's going to Denmark. He's mm-hmm. you know, yes. he's painting a living a kitchen in uh, you know Japan, and mm-hmm. he's painting a, a living room in uh, Macedonia. I mean, he put, just he, he just put a base coat on the Grand Canyon. Yeah, he? did he? <laughs> yeah. That was quite a job. So, yeah, Bob Mears and some's painting. How long has he been stroking, Colonel? he had been smooth stroking for twenty-seven years, didn't he? Yeah, he genocide. Might. Yeah, it might be genocide. <laughs> that would be. Um, be uh, let me see. Twenty-seven. I was twenty-five years ago. Okay. Okay. So that's our shout out. No, you. it ain't our shout out. No, he's we not. Got Dottie, Dottie Scott. Of this. And shit. my mom, Dottie Scott. Dottie, we uh, love you. You know, we just we do these shows just for you, Dottie. Right. So um, thank you for listening, everyone who's on our Facebook page. Please join us on our Facebook page. We have two. We have one called History Dweebs, where we post a lot of historical information, and we have one called History Dweebs, the podcast, and that's where we interact with all our listeners. So if you get a chance, join us there. It's a lot of fun. Wouldn't you say, Brandy? I would say that if it was fun. but yeah. No, it is a lot of fun. You're just you're just being mean. It's grumpy. Uh, yeah, you're grumpy too. I'm grumpy cat, too. Yeah, she is I grumpy. really am. Uh, so, Colonel, of course, if anyone has a reason to... Grumpy as the Colonel. His wife, uh, the lovely Renee, is in Florida. She's in Harry Potter World. Harry Potter World, and uh, she's <coughs> posting all the cool Harry things. Uh, Harry Potter. World. She's in Harry Potter World. She, she's posting all the cool things that she's doing, and, and I, here you are in your office eating a hot pocket for lunch. Uh, my problem is, and I, and I
4: realize this to me, is when, when a Mrs. ain't around, mm-hmm. uh, the Colonel life lacks structure. <laughs> it it was like last night. I found myself, you know, I get up in the morning, and well, I she had to go to the airport early. It's like and, when
2: you got one of those little toy robots, and you just, you know, you have to, you, you turn them on, and you put them in one direction, they just keep hitting a wall, wall, yeah, wall. Yeah, it's
4: kind of like that because I don't really know when bedtime is unless she tells me. I right. don't know when dinner time is unless she tells me. I don't. I realized this yesterday that she's kind of my personal assistant. Or my life coach or... You kind of... Are you discovering
2: that you're like mildly retarded?
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm discovering that
3: Mildly. I,
2: that I,
4: that <laughs> or mildly retarded. That there are things in life I have... Uh, I should have learned to do a long time ago. Yeah. Like cook. Um, like yeah, yesterday. A human being. Okay, we got this can opener and it's a weird can opener because
3: it just cuts opener? it straight.
2: It's a weird can opener. I don't know how the goddamn it. thing works. I don't understand do how you do you know it. Do you know how to dial LaRose's phone number? you know to dial
4: 911? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I, had to, I just had to go get food. But Rudy, because I like to keep him on a healthy diet, I give him one, one thing of dog food in the morning, one bowl of dog food. And then for his supper, he gets either a can of peas or a can of green beans. Uh-huh. I couldn't figure out how to open up the goddamn can. I got, oh, finally man. got it open. It took me a screwdriver and mildly some, retarded. No, it's not a regular can opener I don't like most people. Would, I'm going to take a picture and post this some of a bitch. You, uh, <laughs> you got to do it weird. It cuts the top completely no, off,
3: it's, so you it's don't cut ridiculous. yourself. Huh? So you don't cut yourself. No, it's terrible. Yes, no, it, that's why it, that's why it's made that way so you don't cut yourself. Which but I think the might it might be makes good. the can
4: a sharp tool. I mean, I could make it a, a ninja it makes you way. A sharp tool. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Renee, hurry back, please, because Rudy is going to go without... Rudy is going to be eating Hot Pockets. <laughs> My God. All right, so let's jump into this topic, shall we? The Cleveland Strangler. Um, the name of this guy is Anthony Soul, I think we decided that's how you He's pronounce him. He's a soul him. man. Well, I'm not sure he, he has is a soul. soul. He's not a very nice guy, but uh, let's talk a little bit about him. Um, and his... Uh, this is kind of a recent story. His dastardly deeds were committed back in the late 2000s, 2007, 2008. And uh, he finally was arrested in 2009. But uh, kind of a creepy guy. Anthony Edward Sowell. <laughs> kind of a creepy guy.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. kind
2: of a creepy guy. Is a convicted uh, serial killer. Uh, he was known as the Cleveland Strangler, as I mentioned. Yes. Um he was arrested in October of 2009 and is suspected in the murders of seven women whose bodies were found and discovered in his Cleveland, Ohio, duplex home in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Nothing good happens in Cleveland. Well, he lives in Mount Pleasant. It sounds like a nice neighborhood. You know what I was wondering about this, Timmy? Not very pleasant, I guess. What? If these people that get killed,
4: if you're if you live in Cleveland, mm-hmm. aren't you asking for it, and you get strangled,
2: are you happy about it? I don't know man you know they had the the Waroe killer was also from Cleveland, but I mean you ain't got if you're living in
4: Cleveland, what the hell I mean you got to worry about the river catching on fire and all mm-hmm. that nonsense, but down to Cleveland, Browns are never going to win, no, they're not it's a horrible city it's a horrible city you know, listeners if you listen if you live there,' move to Cincinnati,
2: yeah or, just come down and live Or with Detroit the oh, for or, that or, yeah,
4: Detroit is a step up. <laughs>
2: I like There's some nice places in Cleveland. The Rock and no Roll much.
4: Hall of Fame is the only Rock place. and Roll Hall of Fame. They got the and bottoms down there. Angora. Which I was the afraid flats. I to the, flats. The, flats, the flats. The flats, yeah. yeah. The yeah. bottoms. Well, see, I was afraid because they said it was the flats or the bottoms, and I was like, I don't want to go to the bottoms. Angora Theater there. there a lot yeah, of we, have got we got Little
2: like that. Little Italy is nice in Cleveland, but let's get on with the story. All right. So anyway... He had uh, these 11 women's bodies in his house, or he, he had six of them in his house rotting. Yes. And five of them were in his, um, were in shallow graves in his backyard. So, well, and, and this. Some, he he, was a, I'm sorry? This son of a bitch could have been on an episode of Hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. he really could. Uh, it was just um, good fortune for him that he lived next door to a sausage factory. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of the gay bar? <laughs> <laughs> would be a good name for a it gay really bar. It really would. Uh, now he he lived uh, next door to a sausage factory, so whenever they were and uh, ever the health department would get complaints about the terrible smell coming from his home, um, he would claim it was coming from the sausage factory. And then when they would talk to people in the sausage factory, they would say, "No, we close our windows because we can't stand the smell <laughs> coming that's in from so
4: bitch's house." Stinks so <laughs> bad.
2: Yeah. But anyway, he had six dead bodies in his house. Another five were there, uh, buried in shallow graves in his backyard. So he's burying people in the middle of the town. Um, so anyway, let's talk a little bit about his childhood. Anthony Edward Soul was born on August 19, 1959 in Cleveland, Ohio. He was raised in East Cleveland. He was one of seven children born to his mother, Claudia Gertrude Garrison, Gertie needed to find a new hobby. Gertie. Gertie was uh, giving it up, apparently. She was dirty Gertie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, actually, she had, I think she was married to his father. His father was absent most of his childhood. His father's name was Thomas Sowell. He was uh, absent from the home most of the time. But anyway, Gertie uh, lived with her seven children in in the Cleveland home, and then her daughter gave birth to seven more children. So they were... uh, Find a hobby, what uh, what we besides that 15 15 people in this house yeah it was like the ridiculous. first duga family huh? yeah it was a, it was the a, first what duga family duggers the duggers Dug- Dugas <laughs>
3: no they're the, the duggers the the duggas they're not, and you say it different every time it's Duggar. <laughs> uh,
4: and we, you know, we should mention, um, because it's such an anomaly, um, he's another one of the f- very few African-American serial killers.
2: Yeah, we say that every time, but it's kind now, of We've point only there. had like two, one, maybe. Well, no, we do t- like ten serial killers we a week here. Well, but true. It predominantly serial killers are white males. If I was ever going to be a serial killer, but but we're running more and more into. I mean, you you got the guy in Atlanta who killed the kids, right? Uh, We talked about thirty years ago. We talked about Alton Coleman. Um, So, I mean, I think those are the exceptions to prove the rule. Is what I'm saying? Yeah, there is. it, It does seem that most are white, though. You're right. Uh, anyway, he was raised in Cleveland, one of seven kids. His sister gave birth to seven kids, so they got 15 people living in this home. It's, it was rather chaotic. According to Soul's niece, um, the mother, Gertie, uh, would subject... Uh, Dirty Gertie. Uh, Dirty Gertie. Uh, sub- she didn't really uh, beat Anthony too much, but she, <laughs> <laughs> she would abuse his brothers and sisters and his cousins, I guess, in one incident, she forced um, one of the girls to strip naked in front of the other children while she whipped, them, wh- whipped her with an electro- electrical cord until she bled. So. See, that just sounds like a Saturday night. Well, okay, so a, Anthony sure he was a young begin. man. This is something he witnessed, and he would watch. She would have him watch these beatings on a regular basis. Did he get a Chubby? Well, that's kind of a problem because when he turned eleven, Sol started raping his nieces. Mm-hmm. A- almost a daily basis for two years. So That's so gross. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, convenient because... Sure. yeah, They're right there. They're right there. And now, Colonel, here's a question for you. When you were 11 mm-hmm. years old, were you shooting blanks at that point, or were you... I don't think the colonel was
4: actually uh, shooting anything but cap guns until I was probably 13 years old. Yeah. So he must He He got a young start... Cause, and then it became like AK-47. It just kept going. It was popping all the time.
2: Yeah, well...
4: I could do drive-bys with the sausage. <laughs>
2: Apparently he was abusing his nieces anyway when he was 11. Uh, he was a shy and, but intelligent child and did fairly well in school early on. He was quiet and well-liked. Uh, he could be come across as Charlie totally got rapey. Char- yeah, yeah, I'm sure his nieces may have another impression of him, but he and <laughs> the eleven women that he murdered. But he right. came across as charming and was a nice guy. Not well, the devil. Not rapey. Well, <laughs> no. people. I mean, people on the show like the devil. Look at her. She's a
4: terrible human being. It just goes to show what you. What
2: Fuck, are you talking about? I'm not a
3: terrible human
2: being. Anyway, You're a terrible human being. Whatever. <laughs> His quiet demeanor would uh, be his, used, his quiet demeanor okay. would be used to disarm his victims and lure them into a false sense of security when he started to do his dastardly deeds. So Seoul claims that he graduated from Shaw High School. In Cleveland, uh, Shaw High School begs to differ. <laughs> there is no. Would you
3: claim that he went there. <laughs>
2: There's no record to show that he graduated high school, but uh, uh, actually, it looks like he came up some um, a few credits short. Uh, but he did uh, contribute to his alma mater when he got one of this uh, one of his co students pregnant uh, when he was 18. So he got this girl pregnant in high school. Uh, now neither her or her daughter—he had a little girl uh, now grown—neither of them uh, have been willing to be interviewed about their relationship with Seoul. So I, you know, they're disowning basically, which is probably a good move. At 19, Soul joined the United States Marine Corps. Uh, he attended um, uh, basic training at Paris Island in South Carolina. Um. And he further uh, went on to be trained as an electrician um, in Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. I've been there. In In Camp Lejeune? Yes. Okay. It's a very nice place. Okay. The Marines uh, taught uh, Seoul how to subdue and kill using his hands and how to use uh, everyday objects as uh, weapons. Like his thumb. If you're going to be a serial killer, that's a handy thing to have. It really is. You yeah. need to learn your trade. Well, he learned how to kill while he was in the Marines. Um, and uh, he, uh, in, in 19, 1981, Sol married a fellow Marine, Kim Yvette Larson, Uh, in a a civil ceremony performed by a magistrate in North Carolina. He was uh, 22 at the time. Uh, The marriage only lasted a short time, though, because uh, Sol had a drinking problem, and uh, his wife uh, would not entertain that, so the marriage was short-lived. She ain't having it. Some women are funny about that. Yeah, I guess he was drinking to excess, um so um, she ended up dying years later in nineteen ninety eight while he was serving some time in the high penitentiary for an attempted rape. But um, so she get she probably made a good move getting out of that marriage. He is did.
3: winner winner chicken dinner.
4: Yes. That's you're gonna end up married to somebody like this if you don't treat Dave right. Lanny. She's gonna marry a guy she named Lanny. Marry a serial killer named Lanny. He works at the uh Giffy work Lube. At- no, he's gonna work down at the KOI, Koi Auto Parts.
2: Oh, okay. In um, everybody needs auto parts. You, mm-hmm. you got that right. So um, in 1984, he was still in the Marines and freshly divorced. I he you was rides a bus. He was sent to um, serve in Okinawa, Japan. Okinawa. Mm-hmm. At, based at uh, Camp Butler in Okinawa, And Colonel. You may remember. I think Camp Butler is named after Smedley Butler. It is. Who, as you it remember, is. we did the um, we did the podcast on On the, the business, the business plot, the business plot. Yeah, and um, Colonel remembers. You think of the Colonel don't pay attention? You're, to you you got a mind like a steel sieve. Yeah, whatever. Crap, um, it. it just, shit goes in there, it just don't come back out. No, it all comes back out <laughs> <laughs> all at once. Right there. Uh, anyway, there is some suspicion that while he was in Okinawa, that he may have started. Um, uh, raping and killing women because there were some un, unsolved murders occurred while he was there. Uh, and he, he was known to frequent prostitutes in Japan. The, the geishas. The geisha girls. Um, so during his... Um, Hooker-tastic. <laughs> I want one of those ninja ninja hookers. They are... They're, they're, they're very quick. They sneak up on you and you, know what... Yeah, and they sneak up on you, do their job, and then they're gone before you know it. Because, you know, you pay the hooker to leave afterwards, right? You do. That's where you pay them. It's an honorable profession. I think so. Uh, Anyway, a year later, he was transferred to Camp Pendleton in California, and I think that's where Gomer Pyle was stationed. I don't know
4: where Gomer Pyle was stationed. Gomer was that? Yeah. Sergeant Carter, he was my favorite person.
2: But, uh, Colonel, don't you think he deserved a promotion? I mean, he was a sergeant for a long time.
4: No, he was a, uh, he, was, he was one of those, uh, what do you
2: call him? He worked for a living. He didn't have the, um, he wasn't an officer. He was a general.
4: Yeah, there's certain, I forget the name. I'm not, I've never been in the military. The sergeants did train the men.
2: Direct, the a man. drill instructor? Drill instructor. Yeah. He was a, Sergeant Carter was a drill instructor. I still think he should deserve promotion. I mean, the Captain Kangaroo was a captain forever. Yeah, but you know,
4: I'm not sure about Captain Kangaroo because I think he might have been in the in the Merchant Marine. Hmm. All right, because he his hat didn't. I kept looking at his hat, and I was like, you know what? You think you, saying,
2: you think something was going on with him and Mister Green Jeans? What oh, you know, there Green Jeans. you know what it was. You know what it was. Jesus
1: Christ, Mister really?
4: Green Jeans was a freak. If you wrote, to, if you somebody on that show wrote a book, and I mean Captain Green Jeans, oh, Mister Green, Green Jeans, Jeans. Mister Green Jeans just wouldn't keep them on. Yeah, he just would not keep the You'd jeans. You'd think on.
2: having green jeans, he would want to. Keep so, them on. being that Captain Kangaroo was the captain, do you think he was like the? Uh, he was a sodomite. He so was violating Mister Green shut. Jeans.
4: Shut. Ah, yeah. oh, you know he was. You know
3: what? First of all, him and Mister Rogers both were like war heroes or some shit. Mister Rogers was a fucking badass with a sniper rifle. <laughs> well, oh, uh, I will yeah, fuck you up. I from like Mister Rogers. hundred yards away. I got
4: all the respect in the world. I, I love to. I, I, I want to get to that point in my life where I just put a sweater on and don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah. you're there now without yeah. the sweater do you need a sweater I mean, kind before. of where I'm at well, that's, yeah I want to be like Timmy sweater and, and sneakers and except and Mr.
3: Rogers kind to people you can't seem to pull that one until, off Timmy. Till, until he shoots them in the face <laughs> that's true and Mr. Captain Kangaroo is awesome. He is not quick.
2: No, a Captain awesome. Kangaroo was a sodomite. You're a sodomite. Yeah, i was just telling you. I mean, I think he got a handy from the little rabbit because he was <laughs> giving that carrot. And he'd pull that carrot he was always pulling that carrot back. I think you watched that show too <laughs> <Yeah>. closely. <laughs> what the hell? I don't remember that.
3: All right. <laughs> no, know, I'm sure like none of our listeners you know remember. You know who's never been promoted is yeah. Captain Crunch.
2: Well, yeah.
3: That's mm-hmm. true. He should, and, be, he should be an admiral by now, for sure. You know what I want to well, know. Well, the
2: thing is, he wears an admiral hat.
3: He does. He, but he's not an admiral. He's, he's a captain. A, yeah. So is that some kind of, that should be impersonating an officer. And it really is. I think he should be brought up on he charges just and, walk, on the brig. and walk
4: walk the plank. You know who else? I wonder, now that they got, because they said the captain and Tenille, mm-hmm. the captain was apparently not a general lover. Um <laughs> uh,
2: Gross. And uh, I wonder if he gets demoted now. Yeah, I don't even know what he was a captain of. I think oh, he just yeah. bought. I just think he bought that hat. And All then, right. Yeah. And then he's a captain. Please, can we get back to our story? We like went down the rabbit hole on Captain Kangaroo. Anyway, so he women started. started. Women started hmm? disappearing in in Japan. And. This guy. Uh, but no one this guy no one any fingers? No one made the connection between the disappearance and, and uh, Seoul. So anyway, he comes back to Camp Pendleton. He gets re- discharged from the Army. And um, even though there are some reports I've read where he, he was like he went AWOL and he had a bad record, he leaves there. He leaves the Marines with a uh, good conduct medal and two letters of appreciation, a sea C-Service de- a deployment ribbon. A certificate of or accommodation and an uh, honorable discharge. So he served his country. After his military service was complete, he returned to Cleveland and returned Why? to, I don't know. He's been all over the world and he goes back to Cleveland. He goes Good. back to his uh, home. He goes back to the house that he grew up with and it is lime green. So Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No uh, Greenhouse, that's that John Mallonkamp
2: song. Uh, Look, green the ne- houses. Neighbors oh, remember the house as being roomy, two-story house between Euclid Avenue and Forest Hill Park. The fixer-upper. And right. had a nice backyard. Now, it did. Until, I wonder if when he went he went did a, a realtor showed
4: it to him, if he thought, hmm, roomy, I could
2: store a lot of dead hotels. Well, yeah. the thing was, his neighborhood, when he left it, the Golden Marine was, was mostly a working-class neighborhood. But you know what happened in the '80s is the crack epidemic took hold. The crack is whack, and mm-hmm. uh, drug users and prostitutes started moving into the neighborhood. So oh the, my God. you know property value started to dwindle, um, and uh, Seoul would use this to his advantage. You know some people would say, "Oh my gosh, I've got to sell," and you know you had a white flight, people leaving the uh, inner cities. But Seoul said, hmm, "This is a good place for me to meet women." So he stuck around, he found various jobs, he worked in a factory, he was an electrician, uh, did different things. Uh, His mother was now deceased, Uh, his cousins moved out, so he lived in his childhood home all alone. Um, So um, he would drink a lot, as I mentioned, he had a drinking problem in the Marines, he would get very drunk, and um, he would get very angry, and... What happened would be that um, he was an angry drunk. Well, was I would be angry if I lived next to a sausage factory. Well, mm-hmm. you know what I didn't realize that is that um, when you drink and you are on crack, it makes you violent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You didn't realize that? No, I mean, no, I mean, there's a, some, you know, there's some chemical reaction that makes people very violent. Crack you, and crack usually make you kind of mellow. Well, does it? It didn't work for, for him, him when he was drinking. It made him very violent. And Doesn't it? No, no. I think cocaine makes you mellow, right? No, no. Crack is cocaine. Well, it's it's, but it's a no. It's not a pure. No, form of cocaine. people get people get
3: all jacked up on. Is uh, it like I, meth.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay.
3: A little bit like right. meth. Wait, he's moving moving us along.
2: Yes, he was. Um, so he after he, I said he was divorced, um, uh, he started drinking a lot. Um, and he was ducking his responsibilities as a father. He had a seven-year-old girl, and apparently was not paying his child support. He's a shirker. He was hitting the bottle pretty hard, having at least six drinks every day, uh, starting at the first thing in the morning. Is that a lot? Well, see, I well, we we I figured this out though. He
3: was drinking forties
2: and oh, forty-five. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a, so six of those okay. a day can kind of put yeah. you under
2: the table. <laughs> yeah, it could. Yeah. So um, yeah, he would start drinking, as I said, first thing in the morning, and he would occasionally black out. Um, he began soliciting prostitutes in the area, especially those who were addicted to crack cocaine, and he would use that money or cocaine uh, crack to get them into his home. Um and a yeah, the crack will go about anywhere. Yeah, they were enticed to his home early, even though uh, they would complain to each other about his rough demeanor when it came to sex. So he word was getting out on him, but um, they would still go there because they needed the uh, crack, right? So, despite the word on the street that uh, Saul was a, was a freak, uh, <laughs> women kept going back for more money and more drugs. No, because they had the crack. Yes. This, this crack make crack my crack. Ass, crack. the crack make
4: my ass hurt. I yeah. ain't doing that. No
2: have more. you
3: ever no wait here's the thing. have Have you ever crack. seen like Whitney Houston? Did you ever see her? She was always she was strung out on that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was always shouting and yelling.
2: She wasn't mellow at That's all. That's true.
3: She, yeah, was she was crazy. I thought it had to deal I just always saw
2: that uh, cocaine, pure cocaine, not not crack cocaine. I just thought pure cocaine would kind of made you mellow, but I've never no, i never speed. done cocaine. No, it hypes up. It's speed. I've never done cocaine. Smoke I'm pot I say. I am a proponent of smoking pot.
3: Okay. So, not long after his re- return to East Cleveland, dead bodies started showing up. In May of nineteen eighty eight, the body of thirty six year old Rosalind Garner was found in her home on Hayden Avenue. She'd been strangled. Carmella Karen Prater, 27, a resident of Page Avenue, and a suspected drug user was found in an abandoned home on February 27, 1989. The cause of death is unknown. A month later, on March 28, the body of another suspected drug user, Mary Thomas, 27, was found near an abandoned building, again on First Avenue. Uh, The red ribbon that that was used to strangle Thomas was still around her neck, but none of these cases were ever solved. East Cleveland police reopened the cases after what do we say, soul's arrest mm-hmm. in the Imperial Avenue Strangler case and they found no link. Which is stupid.
2: Yeah, it's, here's the thing is they, again, they didn't look very hard. Yeah, and probably didn't care because like oh, most of these victims were like prostitutes and uh, homeless women or whatever or drug addicts. You know, I and mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own little more. crack whore lives matter. I,
4: I, agree. I think you're right, girl. But the police didn't believe that. They CWLM. Yeah, crack whore lives. Well, m- hashtag crack whore lives matter. I, I,
3: I, totally agree. All lives matter. Go ahead, Brandy. Uh, let's see. So, none of the cases were solved. There was no link. On July 22nd, 1989, Sol met the woman at a motel in U- on Euclid Avenue. Uh, the woman who had a criminal record of drug use feared police who had arrived at the motel might arrest her. So, she shows up and sees all these cops around her hotel, so she's afraid they would arrest her. So, Sol sees her and tells her that her boyfriend is waiting for her at his house, about 500 yards away. The boyfriend wasn't at Sol's house, so... He lies. Clutch the pearls, he lied. My goodness. Um, and uh, But a bed was there. A bed was there. So, oh. Yeah, so. but well, at least he had a bed. He threw her on it, choked her, and raped her over and Ugh. over, according to the police report. When she tried to leave, Sol bound her hands with a necktie, cinched a belt around her feet, and stuffed a rag in her mouth. Good, he, good thing he didn't use a bow tie, because that would, that would probably not have worked. It probably would not have worked. That's true. Uh, then, because Sol had been drinking, he went ahead and passed out. Because that's, that'll happen.
2: So he, wait a minute, he raped her and... Raped her, and then
3: because he'd been drinking, he just yeah, passed out I mean, and went okay. to sleep. Okay, well, maybe he was tired. So, so she raping a is free. a lot,
2: raping and pillaging is a lot of hard work, Colonel. Serious business. Well, you can't just, I mean... Yeah, pace you pace yourself. Rape,
4: yeah, you do gotta pace yourself,
2: especially when you're hitting them all liquor real hard. Yeah. I wonder if he got the whiskey dick. I don't know. From Colt 45? Well, but, I mean... You drink. Then that, that's well, when you well, get then, to attempt a drape because you've got, you're got you hitting it with a floppy. Hitting it with a floppy. No, I think even if you hit it with a floppy, if it makes any
3: kind of penetration, it's rape. Okay. And a floppy can make penetration. <laughs> <laughs> so she wiggles free and escapes out the window, and she was attempting to hang drop from the second floor. Sol wakes up and then tries to pull it back through the window... And so when he's unable to do that, he said, well, that's fine, and started hitting her hands to force her to let like, go. her hands on mm-hmm. the windowsill. So she fell two stories and crushed her skull on the concrete. How did he think that was going to end up well? I don't know. But the event caused the victim to have a miscarriage. Yeah, she was a couple months pregnant. Um, she tried, evidently, she tried to get up. She cracked her skull. She tried to leave, and he bound her hands and feet again, gagged her. Um... But got her to a hospital, and she was in a coma for three days.
2: Uh, when she came to, she asked. Wonder if he did a coma rape. I don't Ooh. know, but you know he, he's he's got a few of these women where he lets him go, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know is. what happens then, Brandy? Bitches be testifying, and mm-hmm. that is the that's our new T-shirt. Bitches be testifying. Bitches be testifying. B B T. Tell you know, the listeners why that's important, Colonel. Well, it's important because if you try to hit a bitch with a floppy, she's
4: going to tell all her friends about it.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello fresh
4: She's going to go out and testify about your floppy. She's going to tell everybody about your floppy. Now, I heard this from a friend.
2: And what if you're a serial and, uh, killer and you let
4: let a woman go free? Well, then they go tell the police. In the first five seri- hookers,
2: the <laughs> yeah, you police be, ignore. You, yeah, you can um, let go five, but five mm-hmm. is your limit. Yeah, five is your limit. Six, the, six, the six, hooker the six rule. The sixth one, yeah, there's, it is a six there's some rookie somewhere like,
4: well, maybe these are connected. He's not uh, been
2: jaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bitches be testifying. You got to mm-hmm. remember that. Bitches be testifying.
3: Okay, I got let me write that on my hand. So right. so this chick is in the hospital. She's in a coma for 3 days and when she comes to, she asks for a phone so she can call her husband to let her know what happened. This is the one that had a meeting her boyfriend at the hotel. Yeah. So she was she was doing dirty things anyway. She was probably slutty. So So just hold on. This whore was going to meet her. She was married. Uh-huh. Pregnant. Going to meet her boyfriend. Pregnant. Going to meet her boyfriend. Boyfriend at the hotel. The cops were there. She thought she'd be arrested. So then she thought her boyfriend was over at Sol's house. So then Sol takes her back to his house. The boyfriend's not there, but she gets bound and gagged and raped. And Can we agree she may have had it coming? She, no, she didn't have it coming, but she's bloody. She,
2: well, she, she, back
3: means, in the old days, it would have killed her. She didn't it, have it coming. If yeah, she, she was she in Afghanistan right now, they'd stone her ass to death. Nobody has that coming. So anyway, but she was told by a nurse that her husband came in with her in the ambulance. So that had been Sewell. Well, see, so he had yeah. some compassion. Yeah. Yeah. So Or well, uh, he was banging her in the ambulance. Well, so she said her husband came with her in the ambulance. So about that time, the victim says, you know what, I need to talk to the cops. Yeah. So she told police that he choked me real hard because my body started tingling and I thought I was going to die. Uh, Sewell was charged with kidnapping, rape, and attempted rape. That's when he tried to hit him with the floppy. That's when the floppy came in. Mm -hmm. A grand jury indicted Sewell in the July 22nd case. He didn't show up first court date. To well, imagine that. You know what this you is? It's irresponsible. irresponsible. This goes in the file of not my problem. This you bitch know, this has got is a
4: question. I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes, but it's about the, what you posted about the woman who had the a connecting right things in her women parts
3: oh that connected to her butthole oh, the butthole connected to the baby. God, baby. you're talking about a, you know what?
2: Where what? An, a woman who had anal sex got pregnant so what yeah. a horrible disappointment
3: for you like you think you're doing everything right you go through all that you get pregnant anyway yeah like how dumb fucking luck would, would you have be it?
4: charged with rape if it was a dead end vagina if it was a dead end vagina had, that's why she always had anal sex
2: she had a dead end vagina
4: it's like the vagina. If you try to get in, well, with they should his have his a little. They should have the, little
2: road signs up there, anyway.
4: I think they should be. I think they should self-identify. Yeah, cones. on the page. should be, she she have, have cones. She has an obligation to disclose. If you got a dead-end vagina, people need to know that. You cone have now. an obligation to disclose. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What? No. Well,
4: what? if you're only going to be able to hit this thing with an inch and a half.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean that's. You need to tell people, All and right. then you need to just say, "Here, I'm going to turn over, and make it easier, but you know, make sure you pull out
3: because I could get pregnant." So, anyway, Jesus reasonable me I know, I, I know. So he doesn't show up for court. He just says, "That's that's
2: surprising. That's irresponsible." He
3: just says, "This is not my problem." Why you talking to me about this shit? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. (laughs) I thought he was of a higher moral character. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't show. Which, by the way, I've learned if you don't show, and then it takes, then they take your bond that somebody's paid for you, (laughs) and people get pissed over that stuff. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 Especially if they're taking your house away or something. Unless yeah. It, unless it's lime green. then you Right, and then it's out. in Mac. Yeah. Uh, so on December 8th, the court issued an arrest warrant, but Sol was nowhere to be found.
2: Well, they probably drove by his house and didn't see the lights on. and Right.
3: On. So seven months later, and only four seven. miles away. Seven months later,
2: if this guy uh, 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 rape, attempted rape, assault... They don't even go pick this guy
3: up. Yeah, four miles away from his house. They could have went down at lunch and picked him up. Uh, Sure, on a jaunt, (laughs) just being, just out jaunting. Yes. Yes. So, uh, another woman said Sol raped her. It was 1 a.m. Sunday, June 24th, 1990. The 31-year-old woman told police she went to a house on East 71st Street in Cleveland. She sat beside Sewell on the loveseat and started drinking. Oh, yeah, the so, loveseat. And he's a
2: devil. Yeah, he's I a bet sli- he put some Barry White on. Here's oh, the thing. Is she a oh, hooker? Man. Like, is that the story here? He's, he's trying to get in her pants. And she's no, I know, but, but is crap. she a
3: hooker? Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. At this point, we don't know. So, anyway, uh, Sewell got up. Uh, the police report says he came up behind her and started choking her. Maybe he's just friends with benefits. Wait, when when you know, my friends don't choke me, so I'm wow. just saying. Maybe they should. Really? <laughs> I'm just saying. Really, Pot?
4: You get that tingly feeling all over your hands. <laughs> it's an
2: autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Well... I don't think it's auto-erotic if someone else is doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever. I don't know.
3: I think think they just call that assault. (laughs) Yes, I think you're right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So he he starts choking her, and not like the cool Darth Vader choking. Like he actually has his own hands on her. Right. And he was spewing a stream of obscenities. Oh, so not only was he choking her, he had attitude. Oh uh, Yeah, and he was describing sex acts and how and where he was going to violate her and announcing that she was his bitch and she better learn to like it. Well, mm. I think at that point she kind of was a bitch. That was in my wedding vows. <laughs> yeah. From <laughs> said, uh, Dave from had, to Dave. <laughs> from you to Dave. You're yeah. my bitch and you better learn to like it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it was romantic. It was a warming moment. Yeah, I'm sure. It really was. So then he drug her upstairs by the neck and raped her orally, vaginally, and anally. Okay. Oh, he hit the trifecta. Yeah, Even right. after she told him that <laughs> she <laughs> was five months <laughs> pregnant and begged him to stop,
2: he didn't do the nostrils though. <laughs> yeah, he did let the Or the ear, yeah.
3: Well, ain't nothing worse than that ear fucking. <laughs> First of all, well, orally,
2: bite it off, bite it. Yeah, women have a lot of power they don't realize they have. When they, when they, yeah, you know I don't like. And that. you got that that small
4: percentage. We had this conversation before of women that got teeth in the J. Yeah. No,
3: there's not just a small percentage. It's there's no percentage. Less, it's less than slide. it's less than one percent. <laughs> it's less than zero percent. It's less than one percent. <laughs> no, they got dead in vaginas.
4: They got the great white shark vaginas. They, no, they got them. no vaginas. They got two vaginas. I mean, you never know what you two get. Two vaginas into. is You get crazy. between somebody's legs anymore do You me. never, you know, never like know what you get. You know I, know I you want find. to go
3: back to the good old days. Two vaginas just is a vagina craziness. craziness. Yeah, two. that's I, I, a lot of. That's a lot of. Upkeep. I don't look
2: around with two packers.
3: <laughs> I would if I could.
4: <laughs> well, but you have a duty to disclose. <laughs> you do have a duty. The two packer man. <laughs>
2: Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm packing two. If you say, sweetheart, I, before we get intimate, there's something I have to share with you. I have two peckers. I have two peckers, and both of them want some place to go, so... <laughs> and if she's, you know, she gives you the thumbs up, then everything's all right. Mm-hmm. I don't like any part of this conversation, because, well, I'm just saying, a woman with two vaginas, <laughs>
3: you should tell somebody, that's all. Well, not if the other vagina, not if you know, never see the other vagina... Well, yeah, you still have an obligation to. Disguise. No, I don't have an obligation. Yeah, if you to got suppose. two vaginas, because you can tell somebody. You know what? Here mm-hmm. is my question: If you have two vaginas, do you also have two little men in the boats? Yeah. Do you have to with two, two menstrual periods? Yes, you do. Jesus yeah. Christ! Jesus, that's half the month. <laughs> Yes, you For do. Well no, that girl when you looked up that one thing, because Tim's cookies on his computer have to be insane. Yeah. But when you looked up that one girl, she had two different menstrual cycles. She had two uteruses, she had two, everything. But my question is, does she have two clitorises? Oh that's two
4: clitoral areas? Yes. I bet she don't have a G spot.
2: She probably got four or five. She'd probably of them. talk
4: about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That bitch probably got clitorises yeah. on the belly button. She got. She can't
2: swing
3: a dead cat without of yeah. the
4: clitoris. No, all you got, she she'd be like, "Oh, rub me that, honey. That's your hip. Oh, I know, but that's where it's. Oh, that feels good. Oh yeah, right there, baby. Oh yeah. Okay, stop. Little
3: harder, noise. little harder. It's just Come on,
2: gross. baby. All right. Oh,
3: that's it, baby. Nope, no, nope, nope. that's it. I will oh. not have what you're having. Stop. Okay. He's gonna be killing babies like later. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's see. So the woman told him, told him that she was five months pregnant and begged him to stop and he would, would not. Instead, he forced her to say, yes, sir, I like it. The police yes. report says. Well, did she say it? I, guess, I don't know. Okay. okay. See, uh, now she's sending him mixed tickets. Yeah. She so did. again, Sol went to sleep. And the, <laughs> he's a tired motherfucker. Well, <laughs> Colt 45 got his ass wore out. Yeah. Uh, and the woman left. She's left. Like, would, there's not even think, some dramatic escape plan. Like, she just walked out the front door. I think that's what I, the other one should have done. I bet she was walking kind of funny. So then she returned with, so. with the police about 8 a.m. Motherfucker still passed out. <laughs> so they arrested, him. Uh, but charges were never filed after police said the woman could not be found to testify. Yeah. She was
4: buried in his backyard. Well, That bitch not
3: be testifying, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, this bitch not. Uh, but police finally had their man in the 1989 rape case, and oh. Soul was in jail awaiting trial on those charges. He eventually pled guilty to a lesser charge of attempted rape, and on September 12, 1990, Judge James P. Kilbane sentenced the prisoner to Called five. Jim. Mm-hmm. Big Jim, uh, sentenced the prisoner of five to fifteen years in prison. Uh, eight days after sentencing, Soul was taken to the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections in Lorain. Uh, this kid from East Cleveland was now 31 and a convict.
2: So he's off the streets anyway.
3: Despite his good behavior, the violence of Soul's crime persuaded parole officers to repeatedly deny his request for release, and he served his maximum sentence. He was still in prison in 2002 when he learned that his father, Thomas Sowell, had died.
2: His wife, his, you know, wife, that woman he was married to, Kim, for a short period of time, she also died while he was in prison.
3: Oh, that sucks. Uh, Sol won two small victories in prison. He, uh, on September seventeenth, two 2002, he took his GED and passed. Congratulations. Sweet. He's an educated rapist. I mm-hmm. wonder if they had a party for him. He's educated. He took his GED. Cake, punch and cake. Uh-huh. That's all they can have. No forks, no yeah. sporks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cupcakes. They had to serve cupcakes. They had to serve cupcakes. Um, the second was that Sol gave up alcohol. Good for him. And any other intoxicants. Well, you know, it's not like he had a big choice there, but. So he Where gave it, get it all that up. Homemade hooch. He got cleaned. Get but, that homemade hooch. Well, yeah, but homemade hooch, I guess if you really need it, it's okay, but it's not very good. You know, I think he's inspiring me. I'm going to give up alcohol. You gave up alcohol like 30 years ago, Daniel. Well, it's much easier for me to do that. Yeah. Yes, go oh. ahead, Brandy. But in retrospect, Sewell's education and reformation efforts in prison did not prepare him to deal with the problems on the outside. When on June 20th, 2005, at the age of 45, he walked out of prison <clears throat> a free man. So you're back on the streets. All you got now is a smarter, rapier guy. And a sober, rapio guy. Yeah, so he can stay awake. He ain't going to pass out and no. let people walk away. When he was released from prison, uh, Sol was apparently clean and sober. A psychological evaluation deemed him unlikely to rape again. Oh, so, good. He got the clean bill of health. Yeah, I think somebody, all somebody screwed the pooch on that. I wonder if he got a certificate to take to employers. <laughs> unlikely to rape again. Yeah. Looky here. Looky here. Looky here. Look. I'm unlikely. I, I wonder, mean, it is a small possibility. I mean. He had to put it on the little sign thing in his yard. Yeah. I'm
4: unlikely to rape again. Yeah.
3: <laughs> look at me. All right. So he had to register as a sex offender. Uh, he, he had to report to the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Office once a year into 2008 federal law. Once un- a year? Until That's a 2008 federal law mandated that he had to check in every 90 days. He rented out a space in the home of his late father's widow, I don't even know,
2: Sergina? Yeah, this is near his uh, home. that was, was still adjacent to that um, sausage factory. Yeah, well, so that was at
3: 12205 Imperial Avenue in Cleveland. Again, Cleveland, Jesus. Uh, Anthony, or Tone, as he was known in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, neighborhood. it was Tone. He was like Tone Loke. But different. He did a funky coat, Medina. He did mm-hmm. the wild thing on your leg. Yes. He did the wild thing. That hey, damn dog did it. This soul did the wild thing right on your leg. I know. Uh, let's see. Tone, was no, as he was known in the neighborhood, he started dating women who lived or hung out in the poor, crime-ridden, Mount Pleasant neighborhood he now <laughs> called home. Uh, Tanja Doss, 43, is one of the women who says she was involved with, and she says... Eventually attacked by Soul, Doss said she met Soul in 2005 when she lived across the street from him. At the time, Doss said Soul did not use crack cocaine, but she and Tone drank beer, played chess, and barbecued. Well, is there anything better than that? No, not really. <clears throat> he told Doss he'd been in prison, but that he had taken the rap for a crime committed by someone else. Well, he was He
2: only accused. Yeah, he, he well, he took responsibility for someone else. You got to admire that. Yes. Well,
3: stand up guy. Yeah. Um, let's see. It was around that time that Soul began dating Laurie Frazier, the niece. Maury Frazier. Yes, Maury Frazier. <laughs> Lori Frazier. Oh, oh, Frazier Laurie Frazier. Frazier. The niece Frazier. of the Cleveland of Cleveland
2: Mayor Frank G. Jackson, which, what the which, hell? Had, which had to make him really proud. He? <laughs> yes. so Frankie J. What if he could come to like family barbecues or something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, to Mr. It? Mayor, I'd like to meet. I like you, meet Tone. Know. They
3: moved in together. Rapey Tone, Rapey Tone. <laughs> so, what are you, so, what do you do? What do you do, Tone? Oh, I'm a rapist. Uh, so, their on again, off again relationship ended in 2007. Question? Yes. Question. Okay, now we're on workforce development, right? Okay. And when people, we work
4: with people who lose their jobs through no fault of their own. Yes. We call them dislocated workers, and one of the criteria is they're unlikely to return to work. Yes. So if he's unlikely to rape again, wouldn't he be a dislocated rapist? I
3: don't know. That's just. Is he eligible for any benefits? I don't think so. <clears throat> Wait a minute. He worked in a factory until 2007 when he began collecting unemployment benefits. Hmm. He then started earning a living selling scrap metal.
1: Well,
3: so that's oh, yeah. an
4: honest living. One of those guys.
3: So all his, neighbors, all his neighbors started complaining to the health department of a foul smell in their neighborhood. Uh, after his breakup with Fraser, he started dating and meeting women on the Internet. Oh, he, he was, was on
2: Craigslist. It's on Tinder.
3: Mm -hmm. He was a member of an online dating service where he stated that he was a master looking for a submissive person Mm -hmm. to train. Now, do you... Well, who
2: isn't? Should you should you disclose that you're uh, you know you're a former rapist when you're uh, when you well, on your profile you're looking for uh, somebody to train
4: because if you're going to be trained you want somebody to come in and do vile things to you. I got a question now, did, did full this ever occur question? today well I at home now Renee is a recycling fiend okay okay and she got one of those little can crushers. they love the can crushers uh-huh. okay now I we live in a or we work in a, you know, a, a urban very inner city low income area. And you see these some bitches walking around with these huge garbage
3: cans for a garbage bag. They don't have a can crusher. Why
4: don't they get a can crusher? Well,
3: because they're they busy the trying cans. to get food. But
4: it costs like three ninety nine. They're busy. Trying one day, to get food. I'll buy you the goddamn can crusher. Just ask me. Well, don't come up and ask me you for money. Buy, for lunch. You should buy a gross come of them up and, ask and me hand and say, them out. Hey, help me out, brother. I need a can crusher here. And uh... <laughs> could you proceed, Colonel? I'm just saying. Does that never occur to anybody? You should else buy before? them
3: in gross and then hand them out. Oh, to you know the what? Oh, you know what buy. just happened? I don't.
4: Um. It just turned three thirty. It is yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Let's please proceed. And that's Timmy's leaving time. It is. Timmy's in overtime now, so you can you can count on him on terse, tense comments from Timmy to wrest it away. Please proceed. Correct. Well, about the same time in May of June of two thousand seven, the woman believed to be the first Imperial Avenue strangler victim, Christian Doja, went missing. That June also marks first time that uh, an Imperial Avenue neighbor called Councilman Zachary to complain about the odor of decaying flesh.
2: I hate decaying flesh. Nothing smells <clears throat> worse than decaying flesh. Well, yeah, I, I've not smelled that, but... Uh, oh, I, me neither. I'm just assuming that. Okay. Are you? Yeah. Just going out on Ellen. limb. And, and... Uh, my first husband stunk
3: when he, when he was decaying <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> the stink got stronger.
4: And more women went missing, at an ever increasing rate. Here, I must say. Now, soul was a he was a familiar figure in this ragtag army of men and women, who used to push their shopping carts through the snow and sun, and they were scavenging for scrap copper and cans and whatnot. So, yeah, was and, like a little society? You're saying? Well, it was the I I believe they tried to unionize at one point, but but uh, they know. had no employer. <clears throat> But they couldn't give an address
2: for the union. <laughs>
4: Jesus. <laughs> so, okay. So anyway, on Imperial, so was a regular. Yeah. And neighborly fixture. He invited others for co- cookouts, chess games, and more liquor. I think Brandy said that. His libations of... Well, then you repeated it. <laughs> His libations, libations, Timmy, of choice, were 40s of King Cobra, 40-ounce nice. bottles of anheuser Bush. Malt liquor,
2: and around the reason and a people like bag. that
4: it's got an alcohol content over six percent. Yeah, I you It's cheap, and it don't have hardly any flavor. It's like drinking water.
2: Yeah, to make you fall asleep
4: <clears throat> during your raping. Yeah, it would. So he looked for some neighborhood women who wanted to kick it. hmm. I, mean, now, I by, like that term, Colonel. You're hip. Well, when that went by, kick, kick it, it. They went to by, Netflix and chill. By kick it, he meant to smoke some crack, drink a little bit and get raped. There you go. Um, so was known to have a party place beyond the reach of his stepmother, a landlady, whose disabilities prevented her from climbing the two flights of stairs to the third floor. Woo-hoo. That's a barrier. <laughs> well, one time she made it all the way up to the, almost the third floor, <laughs> but she was crawling, and, and Soul just pushed her head back down and she tumbled and I, I think you're making that up. <laughs> it would have been funny. So anyway, Soul, turning point in his life, he started smoking crack. long like after his release from prison. Yeah, man, once you go down that road, there's no coming back. But once you go crack, you never go back. Right. By 2007, Soul had the gaunt look of a typical chronic crack user. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like brandy. Mm-hmm. By 2009, Soul was smoking crack and drinking a dangerous combination, linked by medical studies to aggression. So you see, I told you. Mm-hmm. So it's like a pit bull on crack. You ever heard mm-hmm. that saying? Yeah. Except now it's pit bull on crack and malt liquor. Yeah. And so that's like kind of like you, devil. Yeah, I like you now. You like now. a pit bull on a crack and malt liquor. Mm-hmm. Now, so admitted himself to an emergency me- admitted to an emergency medical crew that he had been smoking crack and drinking all day when an ambulance showed up at his house in an incident in October 2009. Now, at least two women voluntarily went to Souls in 2009 for what they felt would be kicking it. Mm -hmm. But the kicking it start turning into getting your ass kicked. It turned violent, they said. Now, they survived to tell very similar tales. In one case, in the Extensive interviews, their, their stories, now one from Tanja Davis, who, sa- who said in interviews and in a police report, that so attacked her on April 21st, and another from a police report about an alleged September 22nd rape involving a 36-year-old former Imperial Avenue resident. They, it offers some kind of insight into what might have happened to these women whose bodies were found. Souls accused of using alcohol to lure vulnerable people there, alcohol and drugs. And these encounters, they typically began unthreateningly. Mm-hmm. They'd be just chilling, playing on the, left the little. Seat. Yeah, they'd be playing the PS2 or whatever because they didn't have the PS4. Or probably or X, or maybe the Xbox. Maybe the Xbox, yeah. There's, so they're playing Madden on the couch. Yeah, or,
2: yeah.
4: And uh, all of a sudden, you say the wrong thing, much like the devil here. It turns into just a terrible thing, and if he didn't like the question you asked, <clears throat> he'd turn on you. So now Tanja's Jay, she said Soul slapped her, choked her, forced her to strip naked. After he ran out of crack, she crawled up in the bed and Soul left her alone. He got cranky when he ran out of crack. Well, yeah, well that happens when you run out of crack. Mm-hmm. Now, in the September 22nd case, the woman told police that Soul reacted violently after she asked him about another woman who said Soul had raped her. Soul got very angry and raped the woman. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think that's funny? It's awful. Well, if you say, hey, my friend Becca says you raped her, and you get all like... Indignant? You fucking whore! Get your clothes off! (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you it, mean, It They don't do much to dispel the notion right. of guilt. Right, right. When you, you, you perpetuate kinda, the same crime, or, yeah. it's like, no, I didn't steal that candy from this candy store. And then you walk out with a bunch of Snickers in your pocket. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> he, uh, he raped her, tightened an electrical cord around her neck until she passed out. Now, in both cases... He became very calm after the attack. Offered him money, food, or clothing. So he maybe had a little regret. And let him walk out the door. See, In all of Randy, f- what bitches be testifying? Thank you. The, well, this was only later that they testified. In all of 2007, only one woman whose body was found at Sol, later at Soul's home went missing. There was a, then there was a long, a long, long, long. If you him. One year gap.
2: Yeah, I because to in really two
4: thousand eight, four women linked to him disappeared, and another one claimed he attacked her. The bodies of the four were later found in home. The fifth woman, she was bleeding when she approached police and told him so. Punched her in the head and demanded she take her clothes off. That is no way to treat a date. <laughs> it's you know, and and the colonel learning from this. There's certain things that just don't work with women and. Even I know that when, you, when you're trying to, you know, get romantical with a woman mm-hmm. and whatnot. Romantical.
2: A punch in the head ain't really the way to do it. It's not the way to go. It's not the way to go. No. Cause it, and you risk, the, you risk them punching you back. Well, plus Never women, hit someone unless you know you can get away with it. Women got some hard-ass
4: heads, you're liable to break your hand. I know I tried to punch a devil in the head over there. I might as well punch a big concrete wall. But anyway... Now he ups the Annie in 2009. She's planning your
2: death, you know that right now. In 2009,
4: eight women in the neighborhood went missing. Jesus. Yeah, so he's so escalating. he's escalating. Yeah, and he became that suggested he had become addicted to the sexual thrills of a, associated with serial killers. Hmm. Now, after Debbie Wilson reported an attempted rape on September 22nd, police moved in. Now, Soul's world came crashing down upon him on October 29th, which would be Black Friday if we were oh, back in the Depression era. it was almost, almost Halloween. Yeah. When police went to the house to arrest the gone 50-year-old crash head for the September 22nd case. They never have given her, her name now. Um, so was getting a ride home from a friend when he saw the commotion of emergency vehicles at his home on the night of October 29th.
2: Yeah, if you're a serial killer and you've got dead bodies in your home and you're getting a, catching a ride home with a friend and you pull up and there's police cruisers everywhere, not a yeah. good sign.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, and he actually did. He said, hey, uh, could you instead of dropping me off here, give me a give me a ride to my sister's house? Good move. So he eluded arrest that. Mm-hmm. So they start digging through this house. And they start finding bodies. And they're finding the whole city reacted in horror and disbelief and the world watched in horror. fascination.
3: Horror. 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 Well, you are like a drunk foghorn <laughs> leghorn. So, anyway,
4: in total, 11 bodies were found on the property. Mm-hmm. Six bodies were on the third
2: floor where, you know, the old lady couldn't get up to. Well, he doesn't drive, so he can't dispose of the bodies. You can't take can't them take on, him on the bus. You can't take him on a. You can bus. throw a dead body on Uber. Oh,
4: can you? Oh yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. Does that cost more? No, they just don't. You know, they, you, you just got to tell them more to push him out. Oh, okay. So, and you know, that's. I mean, that's the whole thing. I don't get about these serial killers. This some bitch got the energy to, to rape somebody in the ear, the nose, the he, ear, nose, and throat, mm. but he ain't got the energy to just
2: carry the damn body out the house. Well, there's, there were some uh, reports that he may have had relations with the body after that. Well, sure, but once the skin
4: starts rotting away and you ain't hitting nothing, I mean, they're giving you a floppy now. You might be hitting them with something that hard enough to cut diamonds, but you ain't hitting number floppies once the flesh rot yeah, away. Yeah, you're just hitting bone. <laughs> just hitting bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went, I went bone deep on that hoe. But anyway. In total, eleven bodies were found. Six bodies were on the third floor. Five were buried in graves. All of the dead women were black. All died of strangulation. In reality, please realize they may never know how many women so murdered. They did find evidence that he sexually abused the bodies after death. Yeah. Now records of missing persons going back to Seoul's June 25 release or June 2005 release from prison. They're being searched, and DNA testing is being conducted on the bodies found at Seoul's house.
2: Did they take away his certificate saying that he's unlikely to rape again?
4: Um, that proved to be wrong.
2: He had to they, the thing out of his yard. They actually stopped
4: issuing those certificates after Sol did this. Uh, protesters holding posters of missing loved ones gathered outside his home like they was going to show up somehow. Like, oh, well, oh shit, you have been looking for me? I've just been up in the bathroom for the last... I think months. their point was
2: yep. that police did not take their, um, their, their, did not value the lives that were lost.
4: Because crack whore lives matter,
3: too. Yes, they do. But crack is whack.
4: So now the FBI, they're still gathering for information to see if he's got some unsolved cases in cities where he once lived. He was convicted July 22 of 19, 2009, year of our Lord, 2009. Yes. uh, Multiple counts of aggravated aggravated murder and offenses for the death (coughs) of the women whose remains were discovered in and around his imperial home in 2009. Is he in jail? He also was found guilty of shoplifting. Well, throw the book Mm -hmm. at him. Well, yeah. He got a... He got 16 years for the uh, murders and 427 years for the shoplifting. There you go. So anyway, he he was found guilty of attempting to kill three other women. When he finally spoke to the jury, he said, The only thing I want to say is that I'm sorry. I know that may not seem like much. It really does. I'm sorry
3: from the bottom of my heart. Somehow it just rings hollow. Yeah, yeah."
4: Yeah, the one poor girl, she said, I can't even go to the bathroom still without it hurting. you sorry, you want to tell me I'm sorry. No, hell with you. So anyway, in December 2011, his residence at Imperial was demolished On because it was lime green. Um,
3: no, that was a different house, and I think that got demolished with most of Cleveland at yeah, some point. it was de- The house where he had the bodies
2: was demolished.
4: Yes, and well, he will spend the rest, George Sowell will spend the rest of his life in prison for the multiple counts of aggravated murder. He did not
2: get the death penalty. And you know what the uh, irony of this is? He sitting, where is he in prison? He is in Chillicothe Correctional Institution in Chillicothe, Ohio. And today. you know what's right outside Chillicothe, Ohio? Um, 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 the mead paper plant, and it stinks like a mug up there. So he still is, he still has a terrible odor surrounding him a funk in the air, if you will <laughs> Oh good guy that's he's why, funky that's why they have he to, funky at to James that Brown. house You yeah. can't get
3: rid of that stench.
2: yeah
4: Once you, you get the dead body smell in there, you can't get rid of that You know what happened one of my dumbass boys and I know it was Logan we got we got bedrooms that we don't use in the house you know because the boys are in college and uh one of them... Goes into the bedroom, and I'm like, make sure the cats don't follow you in there. The cat followed him in there this week, or before he was leaving. He was looking for something in Tanner's room, get a suitcase. Cat follows him in there. He shuts the door. The cat don't meow, don't do nothing, whatnot. Cat was trapped up there for a whole two days.
0: Oh.
4: Shit all over that room. It It did did not, but I believe the cat might have taken a whiz, and now i got to go find out
2: where. Yeah.
4: Didn't have nothing to eat, so it didn't have to You a know, connection. when Renee's
2: away, you can take a whiz wherever you want in the house. You know what, Timmy? Yesterday. You should take a whiz in every
4: room. Yesterday, I was doing the dishes, and you know how when the warm water hit uh-huh. your head? Uh-huh. I just took a whiz right where you want, rinse the dishes. I don't mean, like, you should do it like every corner.
2: Just drive her crazy. You should mark your territory. No, because then Rudy will start doing it. It'll be an ongoing battle. Okay. Uh, Brandy, any final thoughts on the Cleveland Strangler, Anthony Soul? Nah, he was a dick. Yeah, he he wasn't a very good guy. Colonel, do you have any final thoughts on the Soul Man? I will
4: just say once again, reiterate. Crack War Lives Matter. It's if you want to be
2: donations, and if you're going to be a serial killer, you have to remember bitches point. be testifying. Bitches be testifying. Bitches be testifying. But if you, if
4: Wants it's needed, listeners, um, if you, you want to contribute to the Dead Crack War Fund, um, you can get a hold of me through the Facebook page. Yes, make a small
2: donation. Three fifty. Brandy. Yes. Where can people find us? They can find us on Facebook. Uh, yeah, you can find us either at History Dweebs or History Dweebs podcast. Join our group and uh, you can interact with us It's have a whole lot of fun. Fun and merriment. Yes. So
4: I get you can find us on YouTube now. Oh what's a hold up, Charlie? You ain't got our stuff on YouTube?
2: Oh what's the what's the hang up? I haven't sent her anything. Huh? I haven't sent her the stuff. I don't uh, care. That's kind of way to to be a
3: dick. You have all the stuff and just didn't do it. She doesn't have the stuff. uh, Stop talking. I don't want to hear no excuses. You can find us on Twitter.
2: Yeah, at HistoryDreams1. On Stitcher. Stitcher. We're going to be on the Jimmy Kimmel On the show? iTunes. Yeah, we're all We the are not going to be on Jimmy Kimmel. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. That's how other people find us. Uh, and that's it. Uh, we'll see you all again next time on History Dweez. Good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.